What in the everlasting cap cut edit was that? If I ever was running for president and I posted that as my campaign ad, I would flee the country. I'd be humiliated. I'd be horrified. Right, right. I got a podcast. Add to the, add to the, no, no, no. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Little Screaming. Ah! Everybody in the stands are taking off their clothes. Guys, no, put them back on. We don't want to see that. Or maybe we do. Guys, hey, I'm back again with another EP, another episode. And today I have a very special guest, Maddie Westbrook. Just kidding, guys. Maddie's not here right now. But you know what is? a new segment that I've decided to introduce where I react to, well, new things in the media that I guess I have not seen. Um, so yeah, let's add that segue in. Spence while reacts! Um, so I don't know how I didn't see this, but this week it was brought to my attention that Mr. Ron DeSantis, he released a video for his presidential campaign a few weeks back. Didn't see it. Don't know how. However, in this presidential campaign, he was poking fun at Donald Trump for a stance on LGBTQIA rights. And already this sounds a little messy. So we're going to watch it together and I'm going to tell you what I think about it in real time. If Caitlyn Jenner were to walk into Trump Tower and want to use the bathroom, you would be fine with her using any bathroom she chooses. That is correct. In the future, can transgender women compete in this universe? Yes. Make America great again. Um, so, what the f*** was that? Um, I need to take out my AirPods. What in the everlasting cap cut edit was that? That was so embarrassing. First of all, I'm sorry, that was like a real thing that he willingly put in the media. Who's his PR team? It must be the same as Colleen's, because that's messy girl. Yeah, he has the same PR team as Miranda Sings, because that is messy. Why would you post that? That was humiliating. And you're running for, I'm sorry, like you're running for president and this is what you chose to put out for the general public to see? Was this on purpose? Because if it was, you better say it was an accident. Oh my God, that was embarrassing. If I ever was running for president and I ever posted that as my campaign ad, I would flee the country. I'd be humiliated. I'd be horrified. And I'm sure he's walking around too. Like, I guarantee he's walking around like, yeah, I ate that up. Why would you release that to the public? First of all, I'm not going to lie. The beginning, you kind of made Trump eat. Like, I don't like the man, but like, you made me favor him a lot more than you. And then the whole psych part, like, who did you pay? A 13-year-old to make that for you? So the video appears to have been created by a DeSantis promoting hard right Twitter account called Proud Elephant. I've heard of them before. Ugh. Uh, Team DeSantis reposting of it without attribution. Oh my gosh, wait. 
in the text of the tweet, which made it appear to be an official campaign ad. Oh, so he just retweeted it. After considerable backlash, he defended the video in an interview with Tommy Lauren last week, identifying Donald Trump as really being a pioneer in injecting gender ideology into the mainstream, where he was having men compete against women in his beauty pageants. I think that's totally fair game, DeSantis said. Okay, let me make this clear, everyone. Originally, the video, he like retweeted it. And then people were like, oh, what the hell is this? Because they were like, is this a legitimate ad campaign? And now he's like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, it is. Because it jabs at Mr. Trump for injecting gender ideologies on today's youth. Bitch, let, let let us be really serious for a moment here. We... Donald Trump has no hand in the gender ideologies this generation has. We have them because we're better and we're more understanding and just, you know, great human beings, good individuals, people who don't judge others or at least try not to. See, this is why I'm saying that like old people should not be able to run for president. Like they need to like change that age limit because right now it's like you have to be what, 30 something with a law degree. Oh, no, you don't. No you don't. Way. Trump doesn't have one. You don't need anything. You just have to be 35. You just have to be 35 to run for president? <laughs> Bitch, see you at the polls because you're going to see my name pretty black and white right in front of you and you better check off my name. But you don't. No wonder. No, this makes so sense. Like you literally don't need any credentials to be president other than you have to be 35 and have people helping you with a campaign. That is batshit crazy to me. What? What? Catch me at the polls when I turn 35 with my name right in front of you, black and white, and you better check it off. And that was Spencer Reacts. Anyway, I feel a lot better after ripping apart Ron DeSantis, and trust me, there's a lot more where that came from. Speaking of LGBTQ rights, though, it's time to welcome today's guest, who has risen to fame on social media for their charming, inspiring, and heartwarming videos, And they have a brand new podcast called Closet Talk coming out August 18th, right here on the Past Your Bedtime YouTube channel. Please welcome Maddie Westbrook. Ah! 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 Hey. What were your thoughts? I didn't watch the video, guys. I couldn't hear it. Based on what I heard, I thought he was sitting there in his little undies like cap cutting this together being like this is so good guys this is so good <laughs> yes, he said, overlay overlay <laughs> lights graphics sound effects boom <laughs> you know he was scrolling through tiktok until he found that one cap cut filter that he would like you He's know like, what would template. look incredible here right me that's embarrassing that i would never in my life ever do that yeah. but like what are your are those like your full thoughts on it because like i genuinely think that he could have paid a 13 like i'm sorry like i i know that he didn't make the video it was like a twitter account yeah but then he defended the video that he reposted and he was like yeah i'm gonna say it's legit i think it's crazy that they're like trying to run against each other when they're like i don't know if it's like trump just shit him out and then send him out in the universe and then yeah. this is what's going on i'm also really confused because the editing he used is like our generation or not he used but the one he reposted is like our generation's editing and a vast majority of us Pro- whoever saw it was probably like, especially our age, we're like, oh, you just made Trump look like an angel. Yeah. Like, no, like the beginning of that, I was like pondering. I was like, are you was trying buffering. to make him look like a good person? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, like, <laughs> like, what is the point are here? Are you trying to make us like him? All of a sudden, you're going to be like seeing Trump 2024 in rainbow. 
oh my gosh, it's going to be another Christian Walker. Where Christian <laughs> Walker, like, do you guys remember Christian Walker? He was like, he was just like huge Republican. And he would like basically get on the screen and he would just say this all sorts of just horrible stuff. Yeah. Um, And then just flipped and just became like pro LGBT Democrat. Like he literally had a whole, he went viral on Twitter because he had a video of him literally being like, I need, we need more manly men in America. And then there was a video of him at pride doing cartwheels and high heels. <laughs> so it was like, mm. I think everybody needs that redemption arc to be honest. Yeah. I feel like everyone needs one, but like, I, I think I'm ready to see Rob DeSantis like marching in 2028 pride and like those leather thongs. I want to do his glam. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to lie to him before he I want to like have him go on like a press tour conference. I want to get hired as like a random makeup artist and I want to say, oh, I'm going to do a few touch ups and I'm going to like pretend to do powder and stuff. But I'm just going to give him a sexy cat eye and yeah. just like overline his lips send him out in like trans color like eyeshadow Eyeshadow, yeah Yeah. and then he'll be out there and then i'll be like what the hell is this and i'm gonna be like that's literally the makeup look you (laughs) asked for creepo now let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors today at hellofresh summer is here which means it's time to relax and have fun and not stress about what i'm eating for dinner every night that's why i love hellofresh With their pre-portioned fresh ingredients and super easy to read recipe cards, cooking a gorgeous summer meal has never been easier. And if you're one of those people, like me, who sometimes gets stuck eating the same two things for dinner every week, HelloFresh has a fix for that too. With over 40 recipes to choose from weekly, you can cook up a delicious lasagna penny bake on a Monday and a vegan mushroom ramen on Wednesday. Listen, I love a cute weekend farmer's market in the summer, but I don't have time to go produce shopping multiple times a week. With HelloFresh, you get that same farm-to-table quality with every box. Their seasonal ingredients are picked at peak ripeness and travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days for fresh flavor in every bite. And you know those nights when you get homely and need dinner ready, like immediately? Yeah, HelloFresh thought of that too. Look for the quick and easy recipes on their menu, including fast and fresh options you can make in 15 minutes or less, like their one pan cheesy black bean tacos. Don't stress about meal prep any longer. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Imscreaming16 and use code Imscreaming16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Imscreaming16 with my code Imscreaming16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Now on to the show. Speaking of gay people, LGBTQIA fags, um, (laughs) God did not want us talking about the LGBT. (laughs) God does not like gays. Just that's a joke. Sorry, guys. I have to post a TikTok. Do you actually have timers set? Yep. You make the most unhinged things like so like on time. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, my God. You have crispy R's. I have what? Crispy R's. What does that mean? Say crazy. Crazy. No, but you said it like crazy. Crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you said you were, I, sw- I, I need a replay right now. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. You were like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy crackers. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's literally insane. a crispy R. You ever heard of those? I love crispy No. R's. It's like a crispy R. Like when you're like, I want a graham cracker. I think I sound different every single day of my life. Like I, nothing can ever be consistent. Like I tried to write a letter yesterday, and to every who? there was like, mm. 
there was like, like, it, you know, like when your therapist tells you you need to write letters to yeah. like get your anger out. Yeah. yeah. So I like wrote the letter and I looked at it and I was like, this looks like shit. My handwriting changed every like 15 words. And so it looked like I just like paused for 20 minutes, came back. But like, it was all those, consistent. You know what? If you ever decided to become a psycho killer, don't recommend it. But they usually find out who people are based on their ransom letters because it's like the way that the letters are placed. They can look at other people's handwriting. And like there are people who I think it's called like calligraphy where people look at how you write. Yeah. And they'll look at how a serial killer writes and yeah. they're like, it matches up. So it, that's actually maybe a good trait if you ever wanted to kill someone but don't have you ever heard that like you know if you listen to cr like true crime to calm down it's the red flag see there it was sorry crime oh my god <laughs> is this like is this a bad thing no i love crispy r's oh, okay crispy r's crispy i'll just talk like that for the rest of the time but i didn't know that i was doing that no it's I've really never beautiful had i love it oh, thank you oh wait have i heard of what crime something like no yeah like if you like listen to true crime to calm down or like you find it peaceful like it's a really big red flag really yeah i don't so, okay i just know about that because my mom watches a lot of true crime maddie how was your weekend it was it was all right i like you asked me that question and i'm so glad you asked it like 15 minutes ago because so i've been think thinking about. so hard because i was like what did i do that's what i always think of too yeah. i'm like what did i do this weekend i really had bless to, like, you ponder there was <laughs> was that a sneeze bless you <laughs> yeah i thought that was something falling um, it was good. I was on a lot of planes this weekend. I oh, had a wedding. Go? My <gasps> brother got married. No way. Yeah. He's how like a really close family friend, but I call him my brother. It was really good. It was like, I was like the oh, one of two gay people there. So by the end of the night, I was like stripping on a table and everybody was like che cheering me on. Where, did you, where was the wedding held? It was like my hometown. It was like near Sacramento. Oh, you're from California? Yeah. I did not know that. I'm from New Jersey. Okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Um, it was fun. I, you know, cried. Did I you? cry at every wedding and I met the bride twice. How old are you? I'm 22. Oh, so you were able to drink. Yeah. Yeah, that might yeah. have had a hand in it too. Yeah. Wait, so what year did you graduate high school? 2018. Oh, wait, so you're turning 23 then? Yeah. When? September 2nd. Oh, you're a Virgo. Oh no, you're one of those people that can just like know instantly. Well, like, yeah, but that's only because I have friends that are born in September okay. and they're all Virgos. And my friend Brie, she's August 23rd or 20, no, 25th, I believe. And Brie's a Virgo. Okay. So I know any oh. time after that is Virgo. Okay. okay I'm a Leo. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. I don't know a lot of personality traits about myself, but I'll do something and like people like you will be like, that was so Virgo of you, Virgo of you. And I'll be like, hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, I like talking about signs, but I don't think that like your zodiac sign has everything to do with like who you are as a person. It's definitely more like how you were raised, I feel. I believe so strongly in that the fact that everybody's like a product of their own environment. Yeah. And then the only people that start to differ from that are people who like question things. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So this weekend, I'm really glad you attended a wedding. Well, you were attending a wedding. I saw a UFO. I overheard this earlier. I need every detail. Okay. So I went to go pick up, you know, you know, Emmy. Yeah. Emmy and Emmy's partner, Em. I was picking them up from the airport. First of all, it was really late at night. It was like 10 something by the, I'm not joking. If you've been to LAX, if you haven't, it is actually, it was a Friday night. So LAX like, LAX in general is always insane. So like getting them, like I was in a line of traffic and it took me a hot minute to get there. I finally get them and we're driving and we were still somewhat close to the airport. We had just kind of left. I'm back on the highway. And as we're driving, we noticed that the, there were like 
a formation. It was literally, I'm not, it was like one, two, three, four, five. It was five. And they kind of made like a triangle formation. You know, when like geese fly. Yeah. It literally was like a flock almost. Like it was shaped like <laughs> okay. a flock. Um, so we're all looking at it. And at first we didn't say anything because we were like, oh, maybe I don't know what it is. Drone show. And then we keep, I keep driving. I'm driving. And I'm like, do you guys see that? And then Emmy was like, yeah. And then M was like, so we're all seeing the same thing. And we were trying to like put, we we're trying to think of excuses almost like, oh, maybe it's a drone or it's like a group of drones. Yeah. But like, how are they still usually drones are flying around. But why is it still in the sky? And also drones have tiny lights on them. These were like bright lights. They weren't moving. And then we we're like, oh, Beyonce, because Beyonce's <laughs> on tour. But we were, we were like, oh, maybe it's just like lights for Beyonce's tour. And then we were like, wait, Beyonce's like in Canada. So we kind of just were like, oh, they're probably UFOs. Emmy took a picture of them. I'm going to show you the picture. Okay. because the picture is such poor quality but when I tell you that in real time like in real time it looks so real and people were like oh it, lo it might just be a street lamp it's not like what people are like people think that this is like a street lamp it's not it's a tree it does look like a street lamp but it's a tree speaking of aliens that led me to thinking about how Demi Lovato once said <laughs> Don't call them aliens, call them extraterrestrials. And off of Demi Lovato, I was thinking about how people used to call Demi Lovato Demi Lovato because Demi went by they, them. And speaking of they, them, LGBTQIA, segue! <laughs> Hi everyone, we're gonna be talking about our coming out stories. Um, what was your coming out story? Oh, you're gonna make me go first? Do you want me to go first? I would love for you to go first. Are that way, sure? like, that way, like, I can, like, hear yours first. <laughs> okay. Um, it, I mean, when I came out, it was, I was in middle school. You knew, like, fetus young. Yeah, I knew early on. I feel like it was because, like, I went to Catholic school growing up, and it was, like, I was constantly, like, suppressing everything. Like, I was like, I can't. I'm not. There's no way. Right. Um, but then it kind of just got to a point where when I transferred into public school, I noticed that a lot of the people I was making friends with were girls. Like it yeah. was really hard to make guy friends. Even when I went to Catholic school, my class was mainly made up of boys. So right. it was like nice. all of my friends were guys. And I and that made it kind of easy to be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm a man, man, man. But then when I went to public school, it was like so many girls, so many boys. And I gravitated toward the girls. And I remember they would like talk about guys and stuff. And I would always like be listening and agreeing silently, but I would never say anything. Right. And then I came out as like bisexual. Um, Actually, when I came out, the two people I came out to told me that I was coming out to be like on trend. Was they it like around the time where it was? Like, how old are you? I'm 21. Okay. So was it around the time that it started to become a little bit more like... Yeah, it was like on when people on YouTube, like Shane Dawson had just... Ooh, that's a name. Yeah. But he <laughs> had just released his coming out video. Yeah. And um, I was like, no, guys, I'm like, I'm so serious. Like, I'm, I'm really... I think I'm bi. Yeah. Then... I told my mom. My mom was like, oh, okay. 10 out of 10, mom. Yeah. That's no, my so mom great. was kind of like, oh, okay. And then when I, I think it was in the eighth grade, I was like, nah, I like boys. Um, and I couldn't, like, I was too afraid to come out to my mom. I don't know why. I just, I feel like there's always, well, considering I'm an only child, the last thing I would want is to have my mom, my only parent, and I don't have siblings, my single mother to be like, oh, no. Even though I know she wouldn't, it was always like a, 
like a nagging fear that I would have. So I would practice. Um, and at first I practiced alone in my room talking to my stuffed animals. And then I practiced in front of my mom when she was sleeping. And there was this one night in particular where I practiced in front of my mom while she was asleep. And I ended up that same, my mom like was asleep, mm -hmm. but my friend Sam at the time messaged me and asked if I wanted to sleep over. So I woke up my mom and I was like, can I sleep over at Sam's? And Sam was like walking distance. So yeah. my mom was like, yeah, sure. I go to sleep over at Sam's and I, they got a call on their house phone like an hour and a half later, or it was the next morning. I don't know. But Sam's mom ends up calling me into the kitchen and it's like, hey, your mom's on the phone and wants to talk to you. So I answer the phone and I'm like, hey, mom, what's up? And she's like, Spencer, I had a really weird dream that you came out to me and said you were gay. Is this true? And I was like, oh, funny story, because I am gay. Uh, and then a few years later, my mom was like, no, you dipshit. Like I was fully awake. Because I crawl, I was like crawling, but like my mom was always like, once you have a child, like everything like wakes you up. Like you're always alert just in case your kid needs you. So when I was like crawling on my hands and knees into a room, that like little creak in the floorboard, that was enough to wake her up. And she fully heard me. And just lied to you and was like, I was yeah. dreaming. Yeah. That's like a really like Because I don't think she gentle... wanted to be like, oh, hey, by the way, I heard you when you were on the <laughs> floor sneaking into my room, whispering weird shit in my ear. No, like she was just like, hey, like I had this dream. And then years later, she was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was like fully awake. All right. All right. What's your coming out story? <laughs> OK, we're going to segue into that. Um, it's crazy that like you had urges to suppress because like growing up, I never liked anyone. And like the first kind of inkling that I had that like something might be like a little bit different about me was I went to extend a day after school because my parents both like worked afterwards. Oh, I did too. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I like had like three or four like girlfriends. It was pretty easy for me to make like girlfriends because boys were always so confusing. Yeah. I still don't know how to interact with a lot of men, like especially straight men. I'm like, oh. Oh, you, me and you both. I'm like, I don't know what to say to you. Like not to be stereotypical, but like sports, I don't know. Like, no, it's terrifying. Like I, I don't know how to interact with those kinds of beings. And so I just don't really bother. And I never really did. And so I had these like girlfriends and I walked up to them one day and they were like talking about boys. I was like, not this again. And they were like, Maddie, you have to go away. And I was like, what did I do? And they were like, we're talking about boys. Like you wouldn't understand. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like I don't, what's wrong with me? And then I just kind of walked away. And then so from that point on, I realized in order to talk about boys, I unfortunately had to like one. And so I would just pick whichever one, like in order to be included in the conversation, I'd be like, Darren's cute, I guess. And then I'd just pick one. And then I'd talk about him and they'd be like, what do you like about him? I'm like, oh, whatever you said, like, I don't know. Yeah. And so I got to high school and then realized like, I didn't know what gay was until I was like 10. I grew up in a pretty conservative area and I thought lesbian was a race until I was like 13. Yeah. And then I kissed a girl and was like, Oh God, yeah. like, this makes so much, much sense. sense yeah. um, but then I got scared because I thought I was like kind of the only one ever um, to exist of my kind. And then I came out to my friend for the first time ever by being like, so like, you know, like I'm straight, right? And she was like, what? And I was like, so I'm dating a girl, but like I'm straight, like I promise. Oh, and okay. then that wasn't true, obviously. And then I did the like bi bisexual thing too, where I was like, okay, in order to like feel sane about myself, I have to have the option of also liking men. Yeah. And I didn't go to Catholic school until college, but I did grow up Catholic. And that environment is like really toxic. So you grow up hearing the like 
one day as a woman, you're going to serve your man. And no, like, literally, yeah. That just creates so many different threads and undertones in your mind that's like, this is wrong, yeah. right? And then it's cool that your mom was like, I heard you and like, that's great because I never got to come out. So when I heard this was about coming out stories, I could never, like my brother found out I was dating a girl and then told my mom and like told my parents. And one day I got called into their room and they were like, we know what you've been doing. And I was like, oh my God. And they were like, you've been manipulated. And I was like, oh. And so they made me call my girlfriend at the time on speakerphone in front of them and break up with her. And then, yeah, that was so bad. And so then I was like, I, I need to take it back. Like I have to be straight. And so I dated a guy. It was the worst experience of my life. He smelled bad, used too much tongue. And I was like, this is no, not for yeah, me. Bye-bye. This is not for me. And so then... Um, I literally like completely rejected everything until I was like 20 because I went to a private Catholic university for college and that's where I was kind of like, I went rampant with women. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like I can kiss girls and nobody has to know kind of a thing. But I was also dealing with like the gender thing. So I want to hear about your like gender coming out story after this because that was my coming out story. It was like my brother outed me. My parents both knew. It was not great for Are they Yeah. Understanding now? Yes. Or? I was okay. going to do like the whole like 180. Like my mom runs the queer club at her school now. She's yeah. Redemption arc for mom. Like she's doing so great. Yeah. But it mostly also took like me being like literally suicidal for her to be like, let's sit down and talk about this because I, I'd rather not like, you know, have lose you die child, and lose yeah. a child over this. And so one day she just sat me down and was like, I do not understand. And I need you to explain it to me. And I was like, word. And so word, word. And so we like sat down and we talked about it. And I was like, I really don't think this is something I've controlled. Like, trust me, girl, I've tried and it does not work. Mm-hmm. And it took like multiple years of conversation and multiple like just she would do this thing where like we'd be driving to our house and then she'd drive past it and then I'd know she'd want to have a conversation about it because we'd just drive around our neighborhood in circles. That's when my mom my mom would ask me questions and like we used to go for long you'd car rides. You'd be trapped, right? Like you couldn't get it's out of like, it. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Jump out of a moving vehicle? <laughs> At that point, I wanted to. That's how, that's, oh my God, that's how my mom found out I lost my virginity. <gasps> we were in a, mo- this was when I was in my relationship and we were in the car and my mom started talking about at the time I was still dating him and she started talking about, she was like, how is it? Like, how is it being like with him? Like, this is like your first relationship. Like, how is it? And I saw us drive past the house and I literally said, Oh God, no. (laughs) So then my mom, so then my mom starts like kind of leaning into like the whole, like, just, if you do anything, make sure you use protection. Like, just make sure, like, she was like, I don't care if you have or haven't, just make sure you do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mom, can we please stop talking about it? And then she was like, no, but Spencer, you just have to promise me that yeah. like, you will use protection. And I was like, we have used protection. <laughs> and out. she was like, you have? Like, have in past tense? And I said, huh? I've. I was like, girl, what? Like, never ever in my life. She was like, no, just make sure you're safe. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I've never had the virginity conversation with my parents ever. Yeah, mine was like on accident. But like my mom was, she just is always like, make sure you're safe. Be okay. safe. That's, and that's, that's lovely. Like, okay, good. Yeah. Oh, but I was going to, off of what you said about how you didn't, like you didn't have to suppress anything. Yeah. I think that's because like going through puberty, anatomy wise, people who are born with male genitalia yeah get like 
libido. <laughs> really? Like, oh my God, I was hornier than a dog in like the fourth grade. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm so I don't so think I serious. got horny until I was like 15. Exactly. Like guys, I, I, I know in <laughs> middle school, there were guys literally like, this is so gross, but they would play like they would play games. This is why I'm like, guys are so gay for the shit they did when they were younger. Like, what the hell is ookie cookie? <laughs> Girls are different. Mm -hmm. That would never happen like growing up. Yeah, I like will say this as someone who attended boy and girl sleepovers in middle school. Girl sleepovers. Not going to lie, at least for me, so much fun. They were so, so much, much better. Fun. We'd have like dance competitions. That's what I'm saying. We played just dance. I remember the oh, my gosh, this was like the like naughtiest thing i did at like a girl sleepover we were like and my friends they were like twins mm -hmm. they lived across the street from me and it was a sleepover and i like i was like literally almost a part of the family so there was this one weekend where their parents like went away and they asked if i could sleep over mm -hmm. and their mom and dad were like yeah sure like we know spencer's not going to do anything because i had come out to gay to them as well come yeah. out as gay to them as yeah. well and we're in the living room. It's a late at night. And we decided to watch Magic Mike. The first time I ever watched it was like at this like slumber party. And when I tell you, we were all like, <laughs> we were feral. I was feral. My friend literally had videos of me going like shaking my legs like. <laughs> Channing Tatum could get it. I watched Magic Mike and it felt like a horror movie. Like I was hiding the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. That was my ish. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, when did you come out as, are you gender fluid or non-binary? I usually just say non-binary. Like if I think to, I always compare like my gender to like gymnastics. Cause it's like, you know how like some gymnasts get a mental block and then they physically can't do a trick. Yeah. I feel like whenever I start to ponder over my like gender, gender identity, identity yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Like I, if I think about it too hard, I just get way too confused and like way too overwhelmed. And then I just can't though. So I just exist. Yeah. And then I usually just say like any pronouns are fine. And people are like, but what do you like really? And I'm like, I don't know. Ha ha funny story. I Shut the hell up. I don't know. Sorry. That That's how much. it feels on the inside, but I'm not confrontational. So I'm like, it's really fine. Like, I really don't know. Like, is like, okay? I, just, I don't like, know what it really... is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so gender, I really started to like, I was not allowed to like, fully explore gender identity until I moved to LA like a couple of years ago. And mm -hmm. so growing up, I knew I wanted short hair. I wanted short hair so bad. I literally was driving. I remember being 15 years old, driving to the salon with my mom and being like, I want to cut all my hair off. The woman pulled over to the side of the road, turned around and was like, you know what? You want to look like a boy? That's fine, Madeline. You can look like a boy. And so we get to the salon and I'm like, pumped out my ass. I'm like, this is the best day of my life. Like, let's freaking go. And then so the woman comes up and like, kind of is playing with my hair. And as I'm about to say, I want to chop this off, my mom comes up and is like, we'll just do a trim. I was like, Ugh. I almost like barked at her. And then I got, <laughs> I got to college. And then within the first week of being at college, I met a priest who like knew how to cut hair and like had a whole barber salon in his room because I went to private Catholic university. Yeah. We lived with like priests in the dorms. Yeah. And so he cut off my hair. And then actually... What a plot twist. That same priest last year got kicked out for like homophobic tweets. He has obviously never heard of threads because that would not fly there. Wait, I'm see, this is what's crazy to me. What I will say, I feel like the Catholic church. Okay. Cause I know this is my thing. Like I know a lot of like Christian, when it comes to like Christianity, a lot of the times it's like, 
oh, hate the sin, not the sinner. Right. But it's like they're still condemning you to hell if you act on it. And I feel like right. in the Catholic Church, it's almost become more progressive. Yeah. Especially when um, the Pope, what did he do? Didn't he um, baptize these two gay guys parrot? Yeah. He did some attaboy. Yeah, he, like that was the weirdest way to be like LGBT. I, no, but I feel like ever since then, especially like with like Catholicism as a whole, a lot more people like I'm going to be honest, I would feel a lot more comfortable being Catholic or I mean, not being Catholic, being gay in the Catholic Church than in a Christian one. OK, what a hot take. I don't know, because I have a lot of like Catholic trauma, like wait for it. It gets worse. Oh, okay. So he cuts off my hair. And then I had this roommate at the time who was like, I could tell just homophobic, like yeah. transphobic, all the obics. And then I went into my room and I didn't have short hair yet, but I like told her I was planning on cutting it off and like was experimenting with like names. Like I went by a different name for like a year and a half in college. And then I like went full like 180 because my mom was like, girl, woman, female. And then I got to college, cut off my hair, wore suits every day. I looked like I was running for goddamn president. And then was like completely transitioned into like, I'm a guy. I want to mm-hmm. be a dude. I feel like a man. And then she reported me to the hall director in three RAs for being queer. And I got called into the hall director's office on my 18th birthday. And they kicked me out of my room because I was like using plural pronouns. Yeah. Th- that was the conversation I had. I was just sitting there like... Never mind. I don't really think I'd be safe in any church for that matter. I was just sitting there crying like... What is going on? I'm so sorry. Is this like the world? It was crazy. And then I lived with somebody who just constantly smelled like weed. And at that point, I grew up with like a mom who was a teacher and a dad who worked at a hospital. So I thought weed was like the equivalent to like methamphetamines. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm living with a literal rock hard drug addict right now. (laughs) And like really honestly, like looking back, like we were if I met her now, we would have been like so close. But um, yeah. So and then. That nursing, I went to nursing school. That's why I went to that university was because they had a really good nursing program. And then my mental health got really bad, like bad, the worst it's ever been. And I was like contemplating dipping. And then my friend like essentially called the cops on me and they stopped me. But the university, when they were writing an email to my parents that was like, your child is not all right, outed me. Like, with the pronouns, the, like, experimenting, the everything, they were like, by the way, your child is walking around campus using this name and these pronouns. And I was like, girl, can I have a break? <laughs> can I just for once in you my life? You were like, I just tried to, like, dip out of the world. Like, girl, I just tried to, like, not dip the dip out of the school. I tried to <laughs> go, go, go. And now you're giving me more reasons to go, go? bitch yeah and so i was like girl this isn't even silly anymore like i have one opportunity in my life to like sit my parents down and be like there is something i need to tell you yeah but there's just never been and so i still like don't really think about my gender because i think i like being this person that just it just exists like i don't really i think I would be so freaked out. Like, I'm sad I never got the opportunity to, like, come out to the people that matter to me the most. But I would be so freaked out if I grew up, if I was, like, 13 right now, and I walked into, like, ninth or seventh period, and they were like, what are your pronouns? I'd be like, fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, there are just so many boxes and labels and everything to choose from. It stresses me out. And so I think, you know, having that, like, 
it's beautiful that there is that opportunity to like even give people the prompt to explore. Yeah. Like for me, that would just freak me out. I'm not good with decisions. And so that was kind of like my gender journey. And then I like still was like, no, mom, I'm a man. And my dad was like, girl, <laughs> no, you're not. And then, you know, parents kind of like really know the, the, the know essence you. of you. Yeah. And I was like, you're kind of right. And then I got to L.A., and I started painting my nails again. I started wearing jewelry. Yeah, this is funny because it's the only time for like three years that I have not had my nails painted is right now. Um, I was actually looking at your nails earlier and I was like, they are so nice. My nails are actually but ugly. <laughs> do like, you, do I you bite? them. Yeah. I have to stop. I, I've been stopping though. And that's why I have nail polish on them right now. Okay, yeah. My, like my, 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 my one finger, look at that. It's growing a little. It's it's beautiful. It's Thank stunning. Yeah. The rest is just stubs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, it's, but that you're trying. You're trying this all the time. Thank you. Yeah. My dad is like an occupational hand therapist. So he always tells me about the germs that collect into your fingernails and all the diseases you can get if you bite. So off the table for me. <laughs> can you tell me all of them right now? Well, it's just like um, everything you touch, no matter what it is, no matter if you wash your hands, gets embedded underneath your fingernails. Imagine just like if you op if you like pick something up, oop, I've dropped something off the ground. Imagine if a dog literally took a dump right there. You just touched it and now you're eating dog poop. I'm never biting my nails again. Bitch, I'm not joking, guys. When I come back in a few episodes with long ass nails, now you know, you just act, thank you. Yeah. I actually, I the one thing... That also helped me like wanting want to stop biting my nails is someone I found out that like you can if you bite your nails, you can get like a fungal infection in your gums that causes your gums to like recede like yeah. really bad. And yeah. I can't have that. happen. Did you know if you get like a toothache or like uh, if your tooth ever starts to go numb, it could mean that you have an infection in your gums that could be caused by like, you know, stuff under your fingernails and you could die. None of my teeth are numb. I'm great. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> if you get like a toothache so bad, you could like literally die. Well, mine is a little, mine isn't that, not, not that yours is like crazy, but it's yeah. a lot, like it's a lot more than mine. Right. Um, in terms of trying to navigate gender identity in Catholic school, I didn't have that. I actually was like just in community college and this is when I was on, like this is when me and Zaya, you know Zaya? Uh -huh. Zaya's my day one. I love that bitch. Um, me and her... We've always been really close. We yeah. met at Playlist and it was right after Playlist where like she would talk to me and tell me about base. Well, tell me about how do I put this? Like she was questioning, not even questioning. She was like telling me how she didn't feel <clears throat> like she was the right gender. Right. And she would like tell me all these things and I would like relate to some of them, but not all of them. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, why am I like, like, I was like, I'd never knew that these were like the thoughts that like people had when they were trans. Cause yeah. like I've had some of those thoughts before, yeah. especially the ones where I'm like really freaking confused. Yeah. And I remember she had, I think it was COVID was, oh my gosh, how long? 2020? Yeah. We were right? in 20, yeah, 2020. And at the time she had already like, been on a hormone replacement therapy she hadn't had any of her surgeries yet okay. but um the hormones started taking effect so we were it was like a few months in and i at the time wasn't because i was still in school mm -hmm. the 
house that I lived in was getting renovated. Okay. And they accidentally cut the cable wire. So we didn't have any Wi-Fi, no cable, like nothing. So I had to go to a hotel and I basically was in a hotel room for almost pretty much a month doing all of my like schoolwork there because everything was online due to COVID. And I remember one day I was like telling Zaya, like I was just like, I was just having a day and I was like explaining to her like how I felt. And she was like, why don't you try makeup and see how you feel? And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like you feel feminine, like try to do stuff that would like make you feel more feminine. So I started buying makeup from CVS and we would FaceTime and she would teach me how to do my makeup. And then it was like maybe a few months later when I was like getting more used to like doing my makeup almost every single day where um, I started asking her, I was like, we like we had like group FaceTime calls. It was like a group of us. And I would ask them, I was like, okay, can you guys just for one week refer to me as she, her? And they did. But this was like no one knew about it. Yeah. Like I wasn't talking about it online. It wasn't really something I wanted to like discuss with everybody because I feel like especially with gender identity, you need to figure that out on your own. And you don't want people to be in your comments being like, oh, no, you are this way. Oh, I see it. Like you definitely are. You're definitely this or definitely that. Like I didn't need that. Yeah. So then it was like my friends would call me she, her. Then I asked them for he, him. Then I asked for like they, them. I literally did everything like she, they, he, they, all pronouns. Yeah. And then finally I was like, I feel like I relate to all of these. Yeah. So that's when I was like, guys, I think I'm gender fluid. Um, And then this is how I came out on TikTok. I told my mom already, like yeah. my mom knew. But on TikTok, there was a trend. Um. Oh, it was like the Romeo and Juliet trend where it was like, I hope that she or I hope that he looks at me and thinks, damn, she's so or he's so so pretty. pretty. And I did the trend. Um, I didn't like I wasn't coming out, but like I was like, oh, I want to like be a part of this. Like it feels good. So like I did it and then I started getting like dragged. I mean, I I understood why. Like after I posted it, I was like, oh, yeah, this audio. I remember this. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. This audio is for like trans individuals and now people are thinking that like I'm using it as like someone who like isn't a part of like that community and then I was like hey guys like I wasn't doing it to take away I was doing it to be a part of hey this is my coming out I guess I've never posted a singular video on TikTok addressing my gender ever except one Mm -hmm. it was like it was the I responded to the question sticker and it was like are you trans and I just stared at the camera for a really long time and then I went probably and then it cut off and i was like that's as most as i'm as much as i'm gonna say that's all you're gonna get guys but like it's it's beautiful that like your friends are just like oh my gosh yeah they like i'm really happy that especially having zaya with me i it was just hearing her experience and like her thoughts and her feelings when she was transitioning in the beginning and then her just understanding everything i was telling her and it was like i would explain to her i'd be like these there are things that you would tell me And I would understand what you were saying because I would feel that way. But there were other things where I was like, no, like, I don't feel that way. Yeah. And I was like, well, girl, like, it's not like black and white. Yeah. Like, it's a spectrum. I had to, like, raw dog that by myself. I was, like, sitting there just, like, questioning everything. And then that's when I got to L.A., was surrounded by just a ton of queer people. And then realized nobody cares how I dress. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares how I look. And so I'm just going to dress whatever makes me feel the best and whatever makes me comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, TikTok is just like also such a violent place of like once you say something about yourself, it is 
finite. Like it is so set so in stone to the point where it's like, well, maybe in a few months I won't feel this way. And then all of a sudden people are going to be like, well, what about what you said three months ago about your pronouns or like your gender, your identity? And it's just like, it's people just. People are constantly changing, like evolving. Yeah. Like that's what we're meant to do as humans. And I feel like if in two years from now I feel a certain way about myself or I say, hey guys, I'm actually she, her, or hey guys, I'm actually he, him, or. Yeah. I'm non-binary. I'm not gender fluid. Like, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where people can be like, but you said this. Okay. Yes, I did. But yeah. again, that was me two years ago. Yeah. And I feel like people need to understand that like we're constantly changing as people. And that's like a whole other subject with like cancel culture that like I, yeah, that's a rabbit hole I would love to go down, but <laughs> I don't feel like a lot of people would be willing to like hear it, hear out. it out. They'd yeah. be, they'd be more like, Oh, but they did this. Yes, I understand. And it is so okay for you to call people out, correct them, teach them. It's not your obligation to teach anybody. But if you do, that's great. But for you to say that someone is the same person they were years ago, come on. Yeah. That That's like, I'm sorry. Like, guaranteed when I was like 11, when I was like straight and I went to Catholic school, hell yeah, I said faggot. <laughs> I said it. Yeah. I said the F slur in a derogatory way. Yeah. But now look at me. I'm a flaming homo. <laughs> yeah. Like, and now I say, hey, fag, as like a term of endearment. You were just manifesting. I was, huh? Yeah. Actually, guys, speaking of me in middle school and my coming out experience, we have a few people who wrote in um, asking for coming out advice and me and Maddie are going to give it to them. Here we go, everyone. Hi, I'm 29 and have been dating my boyfriend for almost eight years now. My family doesn't know about him, mostly because I'm scared of my conservative Catholic parents, but I'm hoping my siblings will be okay. So for now, I was thinking that it's time to come out to them first. I don't know how I feel about my parents, and I think that's the reason why I've been hiding it for so long. The deal is that I recently just started grad school, and I decided to move in with him since school is closer. How do I go about telling my sisters and brother that I'm gay and moved in with my boyfriend? Any advice? I also don't know if I can do it alone. I feel like I might need another person there for support. Any thoughts? Thanks. I mean, I think growing up like with the Catholic thing, like it really just is having to do with like being a product of an environment. Like you have certain beliefs because of the way that you grew up and the way that you've been programmed to think. Mm -hmm. And so I think like coming out to those kinds of people is just like offering them a different perspective. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're already aware of the fact that like your siblings are going to be all right with it, it'd be a great opportunity to kind of come out to them first in a place where it's never dangerous and a place where it's like comfortable for you. And then if you have a friend that you're already out to, bring them along and kind of prompt the conversation with somebody else. That way, if you like need a quick out, you won't be alone. Mm -hmm. And then after that, if your siblings are like on board, come together as like a family and figure out how to discuss, like, obviously I don't know your familial tendencies, but figure out how to have that conversation, like that greater conversation with your parents. It's like one step at a time, you know? I was, yeah, bouncing off of what you said, I was going to say that I personally feel my mom was okay when I came out. Yeah. I'm not sure about the rest of my family. It was always a little like rocky with telling whether or not they were fully accepting or not. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I feel like they saw me in a relationship, saw that I was like gay and it wasn't just like something I chose to do that everyone yeah. in my family became more understanding. And I feel that's, a, that's the case with 
not everybody, but a lot of people, unfortunately, not everyone has that same experience. But I feel as though if you were to tell your parents that you are gay with the support of hopefully your siblings or a friend, I feel as though they would, I don't want to say be fully accepting at first, but even if they understand where you're coming from initially, I feel like there is room for growth within them. If they if they shun you or if they kick you out or what, you're still their child. Yeah. And I'm sure they love you. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I can't say that they don't. Um, And I know you love them, which is probably why you are so afraid to come out to them. You don't want to lose that relationship that you have with your parents. However, that also comes with the fact that they don't know all of you. They love you. But the idea that they've placed on you that like you're the straight person and you're not. And I feel like they should have the opportunity to love all of you, not just like a piece of you. Um, But again, what Maddie said was great. If you have friends, I would suggest bringing them with you. Do it step by step. Maybe come out to one sibling at a time. Um, I don't know. At least from my understanding with my friends, my friends have always come out to their sisters first rather than their brothers. However, if you feel like your brothers or your sister, whichever are, would be more understanding, go to that person first, see how they react. Once you get that reaction from them, you let it settle in. I feel like it's kind of just like the domino effect. And you know what? Hopefully if all of your siblings jump on board and they're like, Hey, we got your back. When it comes down to having that conversation with your parents, They will be there with you and they'll be like, hey, mom, dad, look, you don't have to understand or like it, but we do. And like we have our brothers back. Yeah, this is crazy because like this is kind of like plus so many things you said were brilliant. Like I think once they see you really, I mean, you've committed to this person for like eight years. That's love at its finest. And like even bringing that up to them like hey guys like i've literally been with this person i've been with my partner for eight years there is no like me like oh i i just woke up one day and decided to be to be a, a, a gay person no yeah that's like literally scientific proof but also i have a cousin who called me and came out to me and she was like you're the first person i'm coming out to because i'm the gay cousin i was like yes there's another one like there was like that experience where she knew she was going to be safe with me and then told the rest of her family. I think it's like you need that kind of support initially to like feel the momentum of like being loved and understanding that this is family and that family really just wants to see you happy. And like if this person has brought you joy over the course of like eight years, I'm sure your family would like, I don't know, love to like meet that person that has brought you the joy and love that they probably know that you deserve. So like, yeah. And even if it comes to your family or anybody and your family being like, oh, we don't accept you. Mm-hmm. We don't tolerate it. You still have the family you make on your own. Like you, I have, even though I don't have any blood relatives in LA right now, I have so many people that I consider family. Um, and I genuinely do feel though that you wanting to come out, you having the urge to come out, that's probably a good sign that you are in a safe space too, if that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. I know people that are gay and will never come out cause they are so afraid. And the fact that you want to come out, 
I feel like, if anything, again, just one step at a time. Yeah. You don't have to just like go full force right into it. You know, I'd say like teeny steps. It can be gentle. It doesn't have to be rough. Even if you want to invite a sibling over for dinner at you and your partner's apartment and that sibling is the one you feel would be the most understanding. You can even say, hi, I would like to introduce you to my partner. And if they're like, what? You could explain it to them, have a sit down chat, ask your partner to leave the room for a minute and take it from there. At least if you take or have that opportunity with your sibling, it'll also be in your home. So you'll be more comfortable too. Yeah. Now with all this talk of coming out, I just, something, something's stirring in me. Something about coming out that doesn't exactly pertain to the LGBTQIA community. I hear, I hear the voices in my head telling me that Maddie has a podcast coming out. I do. Yes. Yeah. Hey guys, sorry. I, that was like, I just thought that was like really clever. I made that up all on my own. I didn't have a man to tell me what to say. That was really clever, actually. Thank you. And I didn't hear that conversation. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Maddie um, has a podcast coming out. Do you know what it's called? Closet Talk. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of where I sit down and talk about my own queer experiences. A lot like this, but a lot more in depth about my experiences and that I hope will make the people out there who feel alone like I did feel less alone. And it's also streaming on the same platform that you see me on, Brat, Brat TV. Those people. All right, everyone, before we go, Maddie, do you want to tell everybody about any upcoming projects you might be working on, where everyone can find you on social media? kind of the only thing I have going on in my life actually is this podcast coming out um it's probably one of my I've been working on it for so long and I'm so excited for everybody to see it yeah it's gonna be out on all streaming platforms including this one and oh in August it's coming out in August Woo! 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 and you can find me anywhere at Westbrook literally anywhere I'm on my phone it's a problem hey everyone if you didn't know now you know um, you can find me. I'm Spencer Spencer. You can find me everywhere at Spencer except Snapchat because again, some bitch stole my username. So on Snapchat is Spence Moi with an M in the middle. Um, I love all of you so much. As you all know, new episodes release every Thursday on all audio streaming platforms. But if you want to watch this happening live and in person and watch me and Maddie gaze into each other's eyes, go to the Past Your Bedtime YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, comment. You know what? Why don't you comment people you want to see on the next show if you want to. Also, if you like the merch you see right here, this is a, a little blanky, but we have crew necks, we have mugs. You want it? We have it. And it'll be down below. The link to purchase those items, the merchandise, down below in the YouTube description. I love you all so, 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 so much. And if you love me too, you'll make sure to subscribe, like, and comment like I asked you to. And if you don't, that means you hate me. And that's really sad because I really do love all of you guys. Anywho, until next time. Mwah. <laughs>